You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Onyx Maps. Onyx Maps is literally the one-stop shop for all outdoorsmen. Whether you whitetail hunt, whether you're backcountry or a coon hunter or whatever, Onyx Maps has functionality for you. And the best part is you don't even have to have mobile data service. Go to onyxmaps.com and check out all the functionality and how it can benefit you. Enter the discount code NATION20, N-A-T-I-O-N-2-0, to save 20% off your initial purchase. My name is Clay Newcomb, and I'm the host of the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast. I'll also be your host into the world of hunting the icon of North American wilderness, the bear. We'll talk about tactics, gear, conservation, but we'll also bring you into some of the wildest country on the planet, Chasing Bay. You often hear us talking about Northwood's bear products, and specifically their Gold Rush, which is a fryer grease additive. We're doing a giveaway this week. We're going to send a 8-ounce bottle of Gold Rush to one of you Here's what you got to do. Go to iTunes and rate our podcast and leave a comment. Take a screenshot of your comment and then send it to us either through Instagram private message, Facebook private message, or email us at info at bear-hunting.com. We'll send out a bottle of Gold Rush to you just by leaving a comment on the podcast and rating us. This is a really fun podcast with some guys that I've known now for about a year. I started watching The Untamed on YouTube when they were just getting started. And I saw that these guys had a lot of potential, mainly just because of how authentic they were. And I could tell that they were good hunters. And I could tell that they were committed to the platform and what they were doing. I reached out to these guys a while back just to encourage them and just to say what I thought they were doing was cool. On this podcast, I sit down with Josh and Kirk from the Untamed YouTube channel, and we talk about building a YouTube platform, YouTube analytics. We talk about some hunting. We talk about hound hunting. We talk about their very unique style of deer hunting, and it's just overall a super fun podcast. I even do a couple of impressions of Josh, so you're going to want to check this out. Say it again. Ilderton. 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 I've been, I've been, 
going back and forth on it? Well, no, I, I think I'm dyslexic. I was putting the D before the L and called you, calling you. Idlerton. Idlerton. <laughs> Idlerton? Yeah, that's that sounds bit, pretty that's, good, that's though. smooth, yeah. I like that better, but. Everybody says Elderton. Nobody says Elderton. We are at the, we're in Indianapolis. I was actually confused about what town I was in this morning. Uh, we drove from Arkansas last night, and uh, I told, well, I guess I wasn't confused about the town I was in, but I said, I said, Colby, we were here last year, and he was like, no, we weren't. We were in Louisville, and I said, no, we weren't. ATA was in Indianapolis. So I guess I was confused about what town I was in last year at this time. But then he <laughs> I said. I thought you were flying. I, th- I told Kirk last night, I said, he's flying up. I said, that's a long drive from Arkansas. It was <laughs> a long drive. It was nine hours in the rain. <laughs> but, hey, we're here with, uh, with two, of our, two of our buddies uh, from a YouTube channel. I'll just put it on the table. Uh, Josh. Uh, Jeez, we're going to cut this out. <laughs> Pronounce your last name. I've been calling you Josh Idlerton for like two years. Josh, and, <clears throat> Josh Ilderton. Josh Ilderton. Ilderton. Josh Ilderton. Pretty Kirk close. Price. Easy enough. And, uh, and Zach over here. And I got Colby Moorhead, the Bear Tech. But, uh, man, we're going to have a good, good conversation about uh, – I want to hear about – we're going to talk about some YouTube stuff. We usually don't go into like the back room of – outdoor media to like kind of talk about you know kind of how some of this stuff works but uh i want to talk to you guys about your youtube channel because you guys have built a really cool youtube channel Mm -hmm. um and i think you've got 40 something thousand subscribers on youtube and producing a lot of content but i'm more interested in your hunting i want to talk about your whitetail hunting and some of your bear hunting with hounds and uh turkey hunting you got a you got a turkey video that's got 3.3 million views, don't you? Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. Because all mean? we did was a compilation yep. video. Yeah. And it's got three and a half million yeah, views. It's... We talk about it all the time. Yeah. Well, Josh, well, okay, before we hear Josh's voice too much, <laughs> yesterday in the car, I did a Josh impression that was uncanny. <laughs> Uncanny. I'd like to hear it right now. Well, I, I tell you, I, I lost it. I, we, I, it was so good. I got excited more to come see Josh than to come to ATA. So yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, uh, I told Colby that Josh called me, and I said, I said, yeah, Josh called me, and he said, Clay, hey, it's Josh, <laughs> <laughs> and I nailed it, nailed it, nailed it, hundred percent. And then I lost it. So this it was like better. It like you talking sat, about the voicemail I left you? No, just just <clears throat> talking to you yesterday. I, I told Kobe, I said, Josh called me and I just was trying to say what you said. And you were like, Clay, this is Josh. That's pretty good. <laughs> how, how you doing? That's how you doing? Bad. Man, we're gonna have a great time at ATA. Yeah. <laughs> me and Kirk's coming up. Yeah. He had me rolling. <laughs> That's spot it was, on. <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was good. That, I am that, impressed. That actually, baby. Yeah. Baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What do you think, Zach? Is that, is that pretty good? <laughs> pretty good? Oh, yeah, I had a whole conversation with Colby. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> you have a lot of conversations in a nine-and-a-half-hour drive. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, think me, me and Kirk saved the world on our 25-hour drive drive to New Mexico. Oh, I bet you did. Oh, twice. I bet you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, 
Josh, introduce yourself. Give us just a little, a little, uh, just your where you're from, your family, just a little bit of history, just so we can kind of know who you are. Uh, Josh Elderton, so Clay can pronounce my name right. Obviously, he's thought I was somebody else the last couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Born and raised in West Virginia. Um, military guy, um, veteran of the Marine Corps, and got a wife and a son. And I absolutely have a diehard passion for anything outdoors. I, I could care less what it is. Um, I just like being outside. Yeah. Um, you know. So you were in the military when you graduated from high school? Yeah. Right How out long were you in the military? Five and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, originally was in for four, and then I signed an extension to go back overseas. Yeah. Uh, for 18 months, and um, then got out and... I'm a blue-collar blue guy. Um, I've got a construction company and a, a welding fabrication shop. And, and I, I believe in, you know, everything you get, you, you go after. You get paid for hard work. I mean, yeah. I, I believe in it. If yeah. you get up early and every day and you get after it, then yeah. you get rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Untamed, you know, Kirk um, brought this idea you know, a couple of years ago, about the Untamed, and uh, I bought into it. And Did you guys know each other? We 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 were acquaintances. Yeah, we kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy Trace. Yeah. And of course, you know, if, if you've watched our videos, you've seen Trace in the videos. Yeah. He uh, he was like, uh, "Hey, do you want to go bear hunting?" And uh, that's how I, I met Josh that way. Yeah. But, Kirk, go ahead and introduce yourself so we can. Right. Okay. Yeah, 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 I didn't want to get too far into yeah, it because yeah, that's yeah. kind of part of the story, I guess. Yeah. Um, my name is Kirk Price. I'm also from uh, West Virginia. Um, I have uh, I've been doing this uh, video thing for uh, quite some time now. I, it started as a hobby when I was uh, probably in middle school. I was just using my parents' cameras, using cell phones, whatever I couldn't get my hands on, and uh, I got a. Uh, Anyways, I, I started, you know, building up quite a bit of footage, and I got a job working for uh, Buck, Buck Commander while I was in college. Okay. And okay. so uh, it was kind of like a internship deal. I wasn't looking to do it full-time, mm-hmm. um, but it was more of like a, uh, you know, a life experience I couldn't turn down. Yeah. And so uh, I went out there and, and worked for Buck Commander. I lived in Arkansas, and uh, actually, I, I don't know. Really? If, yeah, I lived in Arkansas, uh Actually, it's called, do you know uh, where Harding University is? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I lived, like, right there in Searcy, I believe it's Yeah, Searcy. Yeah. Searcy, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I got, that's how now, I got Is that where start. Buck Commander's based out of? Is well, that, the, the guys that I was filming, and, in, oh, okay. it, like, I was headquartered right there, but I would drive down to Louisiana. They're, they're in yeah. uh, Louisiana. So right. I'd go, it was, you know, I was jumping back and forth across the line. Um. But yeah, I, so I got my start at Buck Commander, and, and really they taught me. You know, I went from just running a camera in auto to really running a camera. You know, yeah. really learning cameras and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, uh, after that was over, I, I went to I went back to school and you know finished school up. And uh, while we, I was in college, uh, that's when Trace was like, "Hey, you know, you want to go bear hunting?" You, you, and I was like, "Sure." You know, I didn't. I'd never coon hunted, rabbit hunted, nothing to do with hounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I knew, you know, nothing about it at all. At Bear Hunting Magazine, we partner with some of the best bear outfitters 
in the world. And I've got a quick question for you. What big game animal can you hunt in May and June? The answer is simple. It's black bear, spring black bear hunt. Our partners at Eastern Sky Guiding Service in Saskatchewan have available dates the last two weeks of May and the first week of June 2020. These guys have a great camp. They're, they've taken multiple 20-inch bears over the last couple of years. Rich and Marla Giras. they are the outfitters. They're good people. They're going to work hard to give you a bear hunt, and they're people that you can trust. I think sometimes when you're going on an outfitted hunt, that is the limiting factor is, you know, is this someone that I can trust with a, a week of my time and an important part of my hunting year? So check out easternskyguiding.com or you can reach Rich and Marla at this phone number, 306-743-5299. So he's like, hey, we're going to ride with this crazy guy. He's like, he's my buddy. He's like, but... Like, if he does something I great. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I, I think he's in the room with us. Spoiler alert. <laughs> he's like, uh, you want to you, you wanna go? So I was like, yeah, let's let's go. I, I took my camera, and uh, I was just taking still photos. You know, these people mm-hmm. were probably never had cameras around them, and I'm pointing at them, just going to town, taking photos and stuff. And, and I had a blast. And, and that day was, I mean, we, we I believe we treated a bear and, and killed it, and we had a really good time. But I was like, man, I was like, that, that Josh cat, I was like, you know he's pretty cool so we went about our ways and then we were wanting to start you know I was wanting to do something you know I was I, I didn't you know want to get stagnant and uh I you know Trace and I started talking and we went to Josh and I was like hey you know I started thinking and you know I realized West Virginia has a uh, a training season for bears that's um all year long I mean you can run yeah. a bear anytime in West Virginia yeah so I was like huh and then this YouTube thing started, you know, I, I could tell that it was going to take off. And, and uh, media. When you say YouTube thing, you mean no, you didn't have a channel yet. No. You just I, meant YouTube. In general. Just the platform. The just platform, the platform. I yeah. could tell something was there. And, and people were probably going to start going away from cable. Um, yeah. Because none of my buddies have cable anymore. And yeah. like, I feel like my generation's kind of changing that. Like yeah. we're going to like Fire Sticks and Roku or whatever right. it's called. Yeah. Stuff like that. So we went to Josh. Wait a minute, you said my generation as if like Josh and I are old. Uh, is yeah. that what you is that what you meant? I, I, I was kind of implying that, but I wasn't going to directly <laughs> say it. He opens doors for me and says, carries your stuff before you, sir. You go ahead. <laughs> yeah. he, he, we've been mistaken for father and son how many times? A lot. I mean. Oh, yeah. you're being serious. Oh, oh yeah. Dead yeah. serious. It kills me. kills me. We'll go into a gas station. Uh, <laughs> we'll go into a gas station, get our biscuits before we go bear hunting. You and know, they it's like a look tradition. to Josh to pay. Well, they'll, they'll be like, oh, here's your dad's biscuit. They already knew what he wanted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, uh, well, if you had a beard, you'd look a little bit older. I, listen, I, I, that's what I was thinking. I want a beard so bad, but it's just not going to happen. I don't, I don't know if you've seen me try to grow one, but it's pretty. Dead work. Pretty patchy okay okay so, anyways we went uh i just i kind of we figured out the youtube platform was was a good way to go for us and uh i knew i mean i when i went bear hunting i literally was like i don't i don't know if i've even seen a a, a bear hunting video like a hound right. hunting video right so then i got on youtube and i was like bear hunting with hounds just some generic search you know 
And of course, I come across your videos, and I was like, uh, huh? I was like, this guy, you know, this is the only guy I've seen doing any type of hound stuff. And it's not like you were only doing hounds or something. You did a wide right. variety of bears, but you yeah. had some hound hunting videos on there. Yeah. I was like, huh? And the ones that you had on there had done really well, like views yeah. wise. So I was like, man, I was like, we need for this YouTube, like we want to put out a ton of content. And I was like, bear hunting is a ton of content. Like it's interesting. Just because you can do it so much. Yeah, it's like not I said, limited the training to season is all year long. 20 good days in the fall, right. like a whitetail rut. All right. And for us, you know, it's not about killing the bear. Um, it's about it's about our dogs and the hounds. And so when we're able to video, you know, people see our dogs progress on, you know, on video or see new dogs or they ask us about them. It's just unlimited content. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that's kind of how the, the Untamed got started. But Yeah. So the uh, when did you actually start the YouTube channel? Um. Our first video was uh, in April, yeah, 2018. April, April 2018. Okay, so just uh, almost it's 2020, almost two years. Yeah. So let me describe what uh, kind of the, the different styles of YouTube channels. Okay. To me, you guys are like a classic YouTube channel. Okay. Like the platform is really seems to be designed for people that are producing a ton of content. Would you agree, Colby? Yeah. I didn't have Colby introduce himself. Say hi, Colby. Hi. Bear Tech. The uh, um, <laughs> people people think I'm Colby's father. No, they don't. <laughs> He's kind of patchy too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to keep it trim, like like so it looks like it's intentional. <laughs> so the the platform really seems to be geared towards people that are producing a ton of content, right. like putting out weekly stuff. You know. Um, in in you know the hunting public that they, they kind of they didn't they didn't pioneer that at all but right. they they made it real successful in the hunting space right oh um, yeah I don't think that they pioneered it but I I'm gonna tell you right now that they opened a lot of doors up mm-hmm. yeah for because like Hushin had been on YouTube for I think eleven years yeah 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 eleven mm-hmm. or twelve years so I think that they they're like original outdoor uh, channel but yeah now what. THP and I honestly we talk about it all the time but we get in a bind on our channel because of content because Kirk is the editor producer the hunter the houndsman dog handler yeah you know everything you know wearing all those hats yeah but YouTube rewards you we can see a difference in YouTube when Kirk in the off season when Kirk's able to pound out the videos and we're putting two videos out a week and we're consistent yeah then all of a sudden we start going to the top of the food ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And our subscribers, our views, everything goes yeah. up. But mm-hmm. if so, we if we miss a week, so there's there's analytics that are working behind the scenes. Like right. I think most people that would watch YouTube that aren't creators, YouTube creators, they might just think, well, if you put a good video up, it's going to get a million views. If you put a bad video up, it's going to get a thousand views. Right. It's not true. No. It's there's 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 algorithms and mechanisms at play that are bigger than what YouTube even lets people know. But they they do reward people for consistent content. Um, They reward people for the type of content. I mean, like hunting stuff is already at a back uh, it's it's like a step back from their premium content. For sure. They they penalize us. Right. Oh, there's no doubt. Because it's like sensational content like if we were creating i can't remember the the exact terminology but i mean if we were creating like you know like ballet videos 
they would they would much more freely distribute our stuff. Right. We, we we talked about it yesterday on the way out here, and it, it's funny to bring up, but we talked about it. If if Kirk would, we talked about moon and truckers. <laughs> what? Oh, okay, moon, okay, okay. We talked about <laughs> moon, moon and truckers got it, got on, on the road out here. Yeah, I didn't and, expect that. And, and guarantee <laughs> if if we moon truckers and videoed it and put it up. It would blow up. We'd get millions of views, and people would laugh. And right, but for us, it, it's not the right thing to do. So yeah. we decided against it. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's the right yeah. choice. And then with outdoor videos, you kind of take. They would rather have that type of content than yes, yes. an outdoor setting content. Yeah, like you know, more geared towards hunting. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a classification, and 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 I really studied into it when I first got our youtube channel going um there's a classification that we are inside of there i mean they they have ways to categorize creators and we're automatically and i can't remember the exact details of it but basically our stuff is already at a slight disadvantage from more stuff that they would consider like benign content right um but I, I wanted to say, so so you guys are producing kind of like live action stuff. Like the whole the whole thing is that you're producing content that like is quickly coming out to right. people. It's not, so typically when you watch a show on the Outdoor Channel, that stuff is filmed a year, a year out, like right. from like 2018, but it's 2019, but you're watching 2018 footage. Yeah. So they got, that's why you got, you know, it, it, there's a lot more done to it and stuff, but the way we do it is, I, f- I might film it tomorrow and put it up today. Yeah, and it's, it's and I mean quick, that's quick, quick. that's what that's why YouTube is popular, right? I mean that's why it works, right? And and you know I, I've seen um, TV shows, uh, you know hunting shows that they'll take their episodes from the show and then directly upload that same edited version they put on the show and put it on YouTube. It'll get like and these are like major like big money production tv shows right on the outdoor channel they'll put it on youtube and they'll get like two or three hundred views and that's because the content and what what people want to watch from youtube versus tv is completely different and some people you know they they can't understand that it's tough to wrap your mind around yeah yeah but there's the authenticity factor that comes in when you're looking at something that has a time stamp that was from last week yeah right i mean when you when you watch it and you're like man they filmed this last week yeah you know it, it 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 feels feels relevant it feels like real time yeah now i i said partly to that all to say what we're doing now is not very good for youtube even though it's working for us we're getting to the point where we're trying to make eight to ten kind of cinematic polished like the best you know production that we can do right and produce eight to ten maybe twelve videos a year yeah that's kind of our platform and it, it actually doesn't work very good for youtube we would do better on like netflix or right, or right. something yes. like as an episode show yeah, and right. that's just the decision we made you know we don't have a uh which i mean netflix could be a route of the future you know yeah well boy if anybody could but ever you're all playing it and failing either no no i, I mean, mean it is your, working your channel is it's just a little different strategy right when you, you know you know we met last year. You were at uh, twenty six thousand subscribers. Yeah. Uh, when we talked last yeah, year, and you're, you're right. Almost fifty thousand now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's working. I mean, obviously, something's working there. You're not doing the consistency 
you're not hitting the consistency right. part of that algorithm yep. Yep. to drive you up. Right. But when you do put a video out, I'm sure that once people start watching it, then YouTube goes, hey, they're watching yeah. Bear Hunt Magazine videos. So they start clicking it. Yeah. They start putting your thumbnail up above everybody yeah. else's for a yeah. little while. And then yeah. when it peters off, I'm sure that they <clears throat> yeah. start driving it back Man, down. It's so interesting to me from a marketing perspective, all that stuff. But um, we had a video. Well, that bear video, the Roy Clark, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Appalachian Laurel Mountain bear yep. video. This last week, it got like sixty-five thousand views. Yeah, it was dead for a year. Right. I mean, just gaining like hundred views a month. I can't tell you why that happens either. It'll randomly. Does that happen to y'all too? It goes. It happens all the time. Now, just, the only one that stayed consistently growing is the one we have with over three million views. Yeah. It just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. It's not extremely fast, but it, it's also not slow. I mean, yeah. it, it just it doesn't stop. Yeah. And um, the biggest reason why is uh, the I, what I believe is the thumbnail. I think the thumbnail, when it comes to YouTube videos, and that's what people will put all their work into the video. But when we first got started, we actually talked to someone locally, and he said, if you spend you know three hours editing the video, you need to spend two hours on your thumbnail, which mm. you know that's probably overdoing it. He was but trying to make was, a point. He was making a point to me, and it stuck to it stuck with me because yeah. I figured that out. Yeah. And so. I'll think of a, you know, my when I'm out there hunting or I'm out there doing whatever, the whole time I'm thinking, what would be a catchy thumbnail? Yeah. Because the first thing you got to get someone to do is click on the video before anything. It yeah. doesn't matter how good the video is if they don't click on it. Yeah, yeah. The, our our best videos have good thumbnails. Yeah. And that, that usually is a, is a big part of it. But, uh, well, uh, so you're you're working full time. Yep, for Untamed. Untamed full time. And uh, so the Untamed guys, you, you guys, turkey hunt, you're deer hunting, you're bear hunting. Those are the main things you're doing, right? Yeah, turkey, bear, deer. And then we will uh, travel to like like we just got back from uh, mountain lion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, now the New Mexico stuff y'all just put out. That was that, this year. When when was That's that? December. Thanksgiving week. Yeah. Man, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, so they, the, the the one video was from last year when the the very first one. So I saved. <clears throat> a, I did something we normally won't do. Okay. I saved a video from 2008. Well, it was 2019 in January. Oh, from okay. last year right. this time. And and uh, I saved it because I knew we were going to go back out there. So I was going to let that video kick things off for the new set of videos, okay. hoping it, it was just kind of a shot in the dark, hoping that this year panned out, which I, I was guessing it was going to. Yeah, because um, we just went in with a different strategy. Yeah, and uh, it, it it panned out. So nice. Yeah. Well, for for anybody that's not seen your whitetail stuff, man, you are killing some incredible deer there in West Virginia. I, is it West Virginia? I I thought we were hunting up. I mean, in in, in, in Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to tell Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it. Uh, we we had a good year. The first. I mean, year. I was just surprised at the quality of bucks. Yeah. That y'all pretty consistently see. Right. I think that surprised a lot of people. It does. It does. Yeah. Uh, because you don't. When you think of West Virginia, you don't think of big white. Well, you don't think of white to hunt. No. no. Yeah. I mean, no. nobody does. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially in the in the industry. Nobody and then does. the spot and stalk them like you guys are doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Describe describe a hunt in those places you are hunting, Josh. Um. Miserable. 
<laughs> miserable? <laughs> yeah. No, not miserable. I mean, the train. Straight uh, up and straight it, down. It's, and it's fast. I mean, you know, in the Midwest, you got these big valleys and canyons, and yeah, it'll take you all day to walk from one side to the other. And, and in southern West Virginia, where we hunt, I mean, you'll be the top of a ridge in the creek and on the other other side of the ridge an hour and a half you know it's it's straight up straight down back down yeah um, and we hunting and then we hunt an old old coal mining re- reclamation yeah so it's kind of like so it's open well it's, when you when, they, really get, when open. they when they get done with the reclamation part of it i mean it it kind of reminds you of the midwest of kind of the rolling hills and yeah the kind of prairie until yeah. it grows up. Now, when it's, it grows up, it's just a big forest skull. It's so just, you're it's you're nasty thick. Hunting time, the way you are hunting, and that, I guess, is sort of limited. Will that stuff grow back? Oh, yeah. 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 So, like, it, it's kind of strange, but, like, just because this area is awesome right now, we're able to – and not that it gets bad, but your your hunting style has to change. Because, right. Like, yeah. We can, we well, can, it's just like our clear cuts. I mean, y'all probably have clear cuts, too. Yeah. I mean, where they're – they're cutting and they plant pines. Maybe you don't. I don't know. But in Arkansas, they do that. And then, you know, you'll have five, six years before the pine trees grow up so tall that it's just a thicket. Right. You mm-hmm. know, but before you might be able to see 300 yards. Right. You know? And two, you know, when they say they, they freshly, uh, you know, reclaim an area or something, well, they'll use like hydro seed and, you know, there'll be clover and stuff in okay. there. So, you know, there's. It's almost like a, a mountain food plot that yeah. you know, we don't have the luxury of ever hunting other than when something like that happens. Yeah. Now, are they still mining there and doing stuff like that? Oh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, there'll have, be new places you can. Well, the surface mining is going is going away. Just They're just take, they're, they're peeling the tops off these mountains. Is that yeah. right? Basically. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then, and then once they, they, and then they extract they the coal, they put it back. But just not to that elevation. And so if you hadn't seen their videos, these guys are glassing on tops of these big ridges and seeing seeing across big valleys and spotting deer and then moving around and stalking yeah, I mean, them. And that's what, you know, uh, on our videos, it, it, it is so hard to show the viewers. Kirk does a great job in, in a 15-minute span to show the viewers what a day's like. Yeah. But we might glass for three hours and not see anything. Yeah, and, and you just get headaches and and might not see anything. It's just like the video of him. We were talking about it last night of him spotting and stalking that that buck he he shot in the early season. I mean, they laid down there. Him and Lane, they laid down there for three hours in the rain, sixty yards from this deer. Yeah, and stayed right there until the deer stood up. Yeah. But you can't put that three hours in there. Nobody's going to watch it. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to. Yeah, to show really how difficult it is. Yeah, and, and the time and the and the and the, the misery and, you know. Yeah. Not misery because you're out there loving what you do. Right, right. Uh, but I'm saying that sometimes it, it's, it's really tough. But, I mean, we hunt on the, I think, introduced Kirk to hunting on the ground. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I grew up hunting like uh, what typically most people do. Like I hunted a, a pri- piece of private property. Uh, yeah. It was just like a basically like a family farm. Yeah. Uh, we had, you know, stands here on that point, you know, that cut through, whatever, you know, the typical spots like that. Yeah. And uh, it my, my style of hunting was what I would think like most people do, you know. 
not not what we're doing now. What we're doing now is like the Midwest, like the it's like mule deer hunting or something. Yeah, that's in what West it's Virginia. Like. It, that's know? what is so crazy about it. Right. It's it's so. I mean, it's extremely fun. Yeah, is there a lot of that kind of country over there? Um, a decent amount. Yeah. I mean, there's. Yeah. It's not. It's not all over the place. You got to be yeah. in the right areas. But yeah. 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 So I mean, it's like. Well, I could go sit in a stand and hope something comes to this funnel, or yeah. I can go out there and chase them down in ghillie suits and try to make it happen. You know. Yeah. So. Were you hunting like that your whole life? Yeah, I've hunted on the ground. I think I've killed two two of my deer out of a tree stand. Really? So uh, most of your hunting was off the ground. Yeah. When Who taught I, you to do that? Did you uh, just start? No. When I got out of the service, uh, I became buddies with a guy named Keith Alfrey, and uh, we started hog hunting together, wild boar, and we started hunting them on the ground, and I was watching him hunt on the ground. Then just like spot and stalk hunting them. Yeah, not with dogs. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You, you can't hunt uh, hogs with dogs there in West Virginia. But just hunting on the ground mm. and jumping them up, and then stalking them after mm. you jump them. Really? And uh, but then we started deer hunting, and I started deer hunting with him, and he would he would walk, grunt, he blind snort wheeze, um, mm. everything. And I was like, and then we started killing deer. Heck, we, we, we doubled up one day, and I was, like, hooked. We killed two Pokemon young deer on the ground wow. in one day. And I was mm. like, man, this is the best thing ever. And you see so much. That's the greatest thing. You know, I, yeah. I'm not real keen on, I mean, I do it because I think that there are certain times that you need to hang in the tree yeah. all day long. Yeah. Um, like if we're, I mean, like in Ohio or something, right? Yeah. We, we don't have the same terrain that we do in West Virginia. Yeah. Um, so I think that you know, there's times that hunt on the ground, but you see so much and you see so many deer. Opportunities. It's just like Kirk said. You can you can sit in this stand in this saddle or wherever on this ridge on this point and wait for a deer to come, or you can go out there and you can see deer and try to make it happen. Now your your chances of getting a shot in that saddle in that tree stand are higher if a deer comes through higher percentage chance of, of getting success. a shot yes absolutely I but think you may have to sit there for three days before he comes through right. there so on the ground i don't think that the su- success rate of getting a shot is, is, is it is lower yeah but you'll learn you you will learn a lot about the game yeah the terrain it's more fun and, yeah and, I mean, and it's an absolute and it, it works hoot. for like we said it ties into content yeah. Because now we're getting, yeah, we spooked a buck, but we got a YouTube video out of it, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and we uh, don't care if we spook a buck. Yeah. And we're not like most. Yeah. I mean, I get the thrill of I, I'm, I you know, I'll hang trail cameras and stuff, but I, I'll I'll take it, you know, a, a good buck, you know, I'll shoot it. I mean, it doesn't have to be a monster. It doesn't have to yeah. be that deer that I'm hunting. You know, we're the business we're in. Uh, we are. You know, Josh always says we're opportunists. You know, we yeah. don't we don't pass up good bucks. We care yeah. less, you know, uh, you know about yeah. killing big giants or something. You yeah. Know? But we will. I mean, we, you know, yeah. You've, you've everybody, seen everybody, lo- everybody wants to kill a Boone yeah. Crockett. Just to give an idea of how good some of these deer are, how big was that deer that Trace killed this year? Oh, that was. I believe it ended up. Uh, it grossed uh, almost one ninety. Yeah, almost one ninety. No, what? Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. In West Virginia. In West Virginia. Oh yeah. That's God. it. That's his. Second, I, you know, second I, boon and that those, deer, that those deer. pictures. I thought. I mean, just because of where it was from, 
I thought there's no way that deer is as big as it looks. I mean, nothing oh, no, against them, and I didn't. Right. I knew it wasn't a trick photo. Well, I was just like, that's a huge deer. That deer um, in, that, in that area that there was one killed a few years ago um, that scored two out three, and we believe that might that that deer has some relation to it, whether it's his father now, that or, or vid- what. He didn't video that. He did not. No. Yeah, he was just hunting. He was just. Well, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Trace has kind of took a step back because of his work. He, yeah, he's he's a pipeliner. Yeah, so and he's. Seven days a week. Yeah, that's tough. So he he took kind of a, a a step back from the video. You said side. that's his second Boone and Crockett deer in West Virginia. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, and, and Zach's killed one or two. He's killed two Boone and Crockets. Is that right? In West Virginia, uh, another buddy of ours has killed two Boone and Crockets. His brother killed one Boone and Crockett. Um, yeah, you got. He some. killed a Boone and Crockett. I mean, his brother killed one this year. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. See, I mean, it's, it, is a, it is deer. a great uh, 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 whitetail, and it, for the people listening, we hunt in a bow-only county. Is that right? Is yeah. that because there's that many so, people there? What no, is it? Why so, do they do there's that? There's four counties in West Virginia that are bow-only. Mm. There's no muzzleloader, no, no firearms whatsoever. Mm. They closed it in 1979 because of the deer population. Um, there were no deer? No. Oh, so it wasn't a safety concern? Well, I think part of it was safety. Um, there were there had been a couple of shooting accidents. Hmm. There was and, a safety concern. Right, and low deer population. And then low deer population. They just cut it they off. They just said, Like, really? there was no hunting at all. No, yeah, I mean, it, it Like, it, no bow hunting, anything. Huh. And then they... And then what they did was, because of how low the deer population was, we talk about hogs, they brought in wild hogs. Um, I Eur- believe it was Eurasians, y- yeah, wild boars, yeah. what they are, and and that's what people get. They're like, uh, you think like, why wouldn't they let you know everywhere else in the country you go? They're like, uh, uh, wipe the hogs out, you know, kill them all, you know, trap yeah. them. That you know, you got that attitude towards them. But our hogs are like they're supposed to be one hundred percent wild, so they don't they don't spread like those feral hogs do, mm. and so. You know, I don't know how long the hogs have been there, but they're still in the same area. They put them in years and years ago, and they brought those hogs in because there was nothing else for people to hunt. Really? Yep. Y'all just do things a little different in West yeah. Virginia, don't you? Yep. Yeah, like how many well. states bring <laughs> hogs and release them? <laughs> oh, man. I, I I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, and huh. so, so that those bow-only counties, um, the deer have time. Yes, and that's the number one. Well, that 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 explains a lot to me. I mean, yeah, I mean, and if you let a deer get old, it's not only so. Well, the rest of the part of the state is three bucks. You can kill three bucks. Okay, bow only is one buck. Okay. So you've got you know some uh, really. I mean, people will be like, oh, they've brought deer in from. I've heard all kinds. They brought deer in from Wisconsin. They brought deer in for down there, but that's not the case. Um, the deer. Are they just have more time to you know? Typically, yeah, they're just you're not, getting and it's not easy right. hunting. That's right. So I it's mean, tough hunting. You're, you're taking it's all the right equation. Yeah, you know? that's exactly right. So you're taking a, a place that the deer one have time to grow, and number two, it's hard as heck to yeah. hunt down there. Uh, I mean, it, it is it, access wise, it's tough. Yeah, like if just someone yeah. you know, if someone comes down there and tries to hunt, it's a good joke. luck. Yeah, I yeah. mean. If you don't know the right, you know, the right things, the right right. people, the right, I mean, you'll learn quickly. If you and Kobe would come down there to bow hunt, obviously you all would have an end with us. 
but it would be, it's, not up, a, it's not a non-resident up, destination. Right. No, it is not a non-resident. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you, yeah, might, no, you might run into Crazy Billy up the holler there. Yeah. yeah. He might bring come out with a shotgun just because, you know. You know yeah. Noted uh, avoid And we Billy. have very little. Yeah. Um, I say the same thing about Arkansas to keep people out. There you <laughs> don't worry. We're very, we have, Your well, secret's we, we, safe we have, with us. We wink, have, wink. We have very little little public land. You don't have public land? We have very little. Really? Okay. Yeah. Now a lot of West Virginia has a lot of public. Right, right. Am I right? And like, uh, say the county I'm I'm from Boone County. I don't think there's actually any public land in that entire. Now, county. see, that's surprising to me. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I'll be done. And I think that we, you know, Boone County actually might be the only county in the entire state. About it. Yeah. That's, so that's cool, man. That, that's all news to me. I didn't I didn't realize that. So that's why the quality of deer is where it's at. Yeah. In yeah. in those southern four counties, they call them the four, southern four. Okay. The bow hunting only counties. Ah, oh, that's cool, man. Um, that's cool. So that that's what gives them time, and er- everything, all game, really flourishes down there. Uh, Do you have real good turkey hunting? Oh yeah, man. How many? This is how I know. This is my gauge. I mean, maybe it's everybody's gauge, but I know what I would tell you if I was talking about Arkansas. Perfect morning in the spring, standing on a ridge, barred owl hoot. How many gobblers are you gonna hear gobble? You might not hear none in West Virginia. <laughs> no, it just depends on that morning. I mean, right? I mean, but would there be you, some places where you'd hear ten uh, different birds? Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm the talking like thing in the world. Okay. Now, yeah, it, it, would you would it, you hear would you hear twenty? No, I don't think. Uh, uh, we, I, I have a piece of property um, that now, that is loaded with turkeys. I mean, like I. Clay, I took, he's, he's Zach, never he's never took me down there. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Took, this took, is it. Secret piece of property. Okay, okay. <laughs> it, 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 we know what county it's in. He told us where it's from. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong county. <laughs> but I lie to people too about Arkansas. Don't worry. I, but, I know you're lying. But it, it is. I mean, it, it's actually kind of different terrain, and it's part of the reason why um, it's like rolling, more rolling style yeah, yeah. hills and stuff. Which is, I prefer hunting that turkey hunting than that straight up and down. Oh, it'd be tough. You know. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, it, it it really is. I mean, I tagged out the first two days of the season. Uh, he, How many turkeys can you kill? Uh, two. Just two? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I mean, he you killed one out there. He missed one, too. Yeah. Oh, man. He said that's, I had that in. That's <laughs> yeah. the first turkey he ever missed, though. I'll give you that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah. You, you, could, uh, you, could, you could hear 10, 12 birds. Oh, for sure. In, in the mornings. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of birds in West Virginia. Yeah. Um, Josh, what's your what's your favorite thing to hunt? Well, let me let me let me back up from that question. I I think uh, I think you guys kind of represent kind of the the true Southern woodsman. In that, I find a lot of Western guys maybe, and that's the wrong way to say it. My dad wanted me to be a he called it a PhD. He said I want you to have a PhD in Arkansas hunting. He wanted me to be a deer hunter, turkey hunter, bear hunter. You know, like do all these things well. Know how to, you know, just be a woodsman that could hunt all year round. That that's the way I perceive you. As somebody that's doing a lot of stuff. Am I right? Yeah, I mean I, I Are you a good turkey hunter? I kill turkeys. Yeah. Am I the best caller in the world? No. Do I get up every morning? Do I hunt till 
legal time every day? I absolutely do. Does that present opportunities? It yeah. does. That yeah. goes back to the hard work. Yeah. I, I believe in it. I mean, am I the best turkey caller? No, but do I, I kill turkeys every year? I absolutely will. Yeah. I love smashing heads. You get a little bit excited when you kill them, don't you? Yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely <laughs> Back to the three million views, that's probably part of the reason why the Austin video does good, because I don't think I've ever seen someone freak out like he did on a few there. Yeah, oh, man, I, I get. Baby! Yeah, yeah, baby. <laughs> I do. You know, and then, you know, I get excited. I mean, um, I love turkey hunting. I mean, I love it all. Yeah. Um, if I if if I could do it twelve months out of the year, I would. I mean, which which we hunt probably nine or ten months out of the year. We hunt a lot. Um, because we predator hunt. I mean, as soon as we get back from here, you know, we're we're going to start predator hunting, and we'll do that for a couple months, and then back into turkey hunting, and then yeah. um, training season after turkey season. Where I hounds. was leading with that question so was. What's your favorite? Um, What's your favorite thing? You got to have one that you would. Yeah, actually, if you could just pick one. You just get one time a year. I couldn't do it really. I just I I could care less if I'm even hunting anything. I just like being outside. Yeah. That's like um, what time of the year is it? Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, what time? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not. Uh, I, I like being out there. I mean, I, I love turkey hunting. I love deer hunting. I love my hounds. Yeah. Uh, there's no better. There's nothing better in those in those tight hollows in southern West Virginia. I'm telling you right now, Clay, there's not a better sound than a pack of 25 head of hounds coming through it. And you hear, you hear them from way off, and it's just like a, ooh, it's all together. Mm-hmm. And then as they get closer and closer, then you start saying, hey, that's Gage, that's that's Bliss, that's, yeah, you know, you start hearing all the separate barks, and it's, I'm telling you, man, and then in those tight, I mean, it's just a great sound, and I, I love hearing that, and, yeah. um, and then when I got into hound hunting, um, I started doing it, you know, 20 years ago, but when I started getting my own dogs and my son, that's the big thing with me too on a hound hunting, is it? It's such an easy way to get your kids outside. Right. Um, my son's been. He went to his first tree. He was almost three years old. He was still in diapers. I mean, I yeah. had a diaper in my back pocket and wet wipes. <laughs> you know, when we went to the tree. Yeah. And and to this day, he's, he absolutely. Loved, he's never killed a bear. Mm. And I don't know how many he's seen, but. Yeah. We have so many kids, and it's just a, such an easy way to introduce kids to the outdoors because yeah. that attention span. There's always something happening when you're yeah. hand hunting, and if yeah. it is a, if there is a, law, you don't have to be quiet. You don't have to worry about scent. You don't have to wear camouflage. What I what I've told them because when I was working at Buck Commander, I mean I was filming Duck Commander too. I was like, this yeah. is our duck hunting. Like what they do, you know, you yeah. get to sit there and be real still when you got ducks flying in, or whatever. But, but it's, it's so, so relaxed. Yeah, there's other people involved. I was like, that's this a good is description. West Virginia's mm-hmm. version of duck hunting. Yeah, you know, because yeah, we yeah. really don't waterfowl hunt at all. I mean, yeah, there's some people do in West Virginia, but it's very very minimal. Yeah, uh, but I, I can answer your question. My favorite is hound hunting. For real, for real, and I, I see that surprises me because you didn't even you didn't grow up with hounds, right? I hadn't, really, do you like it better than deer hunting? I absolutely do. Deer hunting, wow. I get stressed out and stuff <laughs> when I'm hound hunting. I mean, I I've, I'm obsessed with it right now. I mean, I, I love. He that. got hooked. He got hooked one hundred percent 
Yeah. The day that he came hunting with us. Yeah. With the crazy guy when he Hooked. went hunting with the crazy guy. And he, he, I will, I could say, <laughs> I could probably answer that for you and tell you that's your favorite because he's he's doing something every day with the hounds. Yeah. yeah. I mean, every, like the, the other day, we killed a bobcat with our hounds in, mm. in West Virginia. Um, and then, you know, the next night I was coon hunting, you know, yeah. with them same dogs. Like, I, we don't, we call our dogs uh, meat dogs. Meat dogs. Right? There's there's two <laughs> things we don't want them to run. Well, two generally, you know, we don't want them to run deer and coyotes. Yeah. It's like, but I'll, I'll hunt mine on bobcat, uh, coons, bears, whatever. Take them to New Mexico for lines. Yeah. yeah. We mm-hmm. took our, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, that is that is really cool to hear. Yeah. That's cool to hear. You yeah. know, the so we can't run big game in Arkansas, but we coon hunt. Right. And my, my dogs, all their litter mates and – all the lineage of my plots are uh-huh. big game dogs. Right. So I, I kind of have – I feel like I've got a hand in the big game dog oh, world, yeah. you know. But coon hunting for us, of all the – I mean, I've taken – I don't even want to say a number because I, 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 I mean 50-plus, maybe 100 people that have never hunted coon hunting with us over the last four years. Yeah. I mean, it's – and it's a, it's a different introduction to people because it's um, – you know, I mean, it's not the classic, but it's not the typical hunt that people think about. It's, right. it's a little different, but I've got a I've got a spiel that I tell everybody while we're driving to where we're going hunting. I, I mean, I, I I make I don't care if it's an adult. I'm like, I've got a two part spiel that I'm going to give you. First first of it's about plot hounds, and the second of it's about coon hunting. And I talk to them about striking, trailing, locating, treeing. Talk about I mean, people don't know anything. They they think your dog's out there looking for a coon, right? Like. Literally looking. seeing a coon and chasing it right. and trying, you know, I'm like, no, they're, they're trailing ground scent and they're, you know, talk to them about a layup. Anyway, I have a, I have a pretty uh, polished spiel that I give everybody, but, uh, but I've never taken anyone coon hunting that had a bad experience. Right. You know, I mean, it's, it's social, it's fun, it's exciting to be out in the woods at night. Um, but it, I mean, when I think about the number of people I've introduced to bow hunting whitetail deer. It's a very small. It's a very small number yep. because it's it's such a specific. I mean, they've got to be proficient with a weapon. Right. They've got to be able to store meat. Right. I mean, you know, that they're not just going to kill a deer. And those numbers, those numbers will do, will continue to decrease unless we do a better job at introducing people. Yeah, because it it's not easy to introduce somebody to whitetail hunting. Right. Um, it's not easy to introduce somebody to turkey hunting. Well, you can take them out. Yeah. Um and we've took several people out turkey hunting. Um but it's not as easy as taking them out whether you're coon hunting. It'd be easy taking somebody out cat hunting. Yeah. Um Yeah. You know, I think a lot of these people too, I mean like of all the people that have coon hunted with me say, most of those people aren't gonna be hunters. I mean, honestly, they I'm not they're not probably gonna be hunters, but some of them will be, but they they at least have a frame of reference right. for the rest of their life. And a lot of these people are kids. And at some point, they're going to go hear something about hunters, and they go, yeah, I used to hunt with Mr. Clay and, and Shepherd, And, you know, he'll have a positive image inside of his worldview for hunting because he knew somebody. And, you know, I mean, there's benefit in, there's benef- you know, we talk about recruitment and people sticking into hunting, which is what we want. You know, I mean, we want someone that, goes hunting and becomes a hunter kind of an autonomous hunter on their own you know but 
even if you take somebody hunting and they have a positive experience, that's a benefit for us too because the people that are going to ultimately make decisions for us in hunting are the people who aren't hunters. That's right. But if they had, I mean, even these people, these kids go, you know, we took a bunch of people, a bunch of kids hunting around Christmas time. Well, they were talking about that at their Christmas. And maybe they were talking about that with their cousins who never knew about hunters. And, you know, it just it's just a positive thing. Like, right. just, just kind of a buzz inside their world that we went coon hunting last week. Hunting? Yeah, it was great. It was fun. You know, yeah. that's a positive thing. That's right. Because those people all of a sudden are like, well, maybe maybe hunters aren't barbaric. You know, the, the second tier people. Right. Yeah, so there's there's benefits inside of that stuff, even though we're probably not recruiting. But, I mean, everything directly. you said there, you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, that was, you're exactly right. Yeah. Something I'd like to touch on, you were talking about, um, you're, you know, you were getting to. Um, you said, like, the, like guys out, out west, and they kind of focus on, and this is changing subjects here, but they kind of focus on, like, just whitetail or something. And there's people, like, where we live that just focus on whitetail. Yeah. And I feel like they are... I was the same way. I mean, I just was a, I was a, you know, proud whitetail, you know, big buck hunter. Yeah. But I was missing out on so much uh, different hunting styles when I got introduced to hound hunting. And I'm yeah. like, these guys are just white to hunt. And I'm like, listen, it's fun and all guys, but you're missing out on a great hunting experience. Yeah. And uh, I think, I mean, I think if more people, I mean, we try to, like we said, we try to bring people hunting. Yeah. But if more people would try it, they'd be like, wow, especially hunters, you know, they'd be like, yeah. wow, this is not what I thought it was. Like, this is yeah. fun. Yeah, because you find a lot of you know just whitetail hunters, but also you know there's a lot of like just coon hunters and just bear hunters. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. see on our YouTube channel, uh, we try to do it all. I yeah. mean, I that's what. I mean, I think it. I think we're pretty diversified. I mean, if you if you look yeah. on other people's YouTube channels, and there's a lot of great channels out there, but they're focused uh, yeah. on whitetail and turkey or yeah. their elk hunters. Yeah, and we we want with the untamed we kind of just want it to be um we're not focused on anything we're just focused on the outdoors and in our mm-hmm. way of living i mean i feel like i've introduced kirk to s- several things since we've been in business in the outdoor since we've had the untamed and it's been great because yeah. he's because he's learned and got so much better at it than what we you know yeah. it's fun to watch kirk grow yeah. as that outdoorsman yeah. Not as a hunter, yeah. Mm-hmm. As a a woodsman, you were talking about, and that's yeah. what we want to do. You know, I want my son to be a woodsman. Mm-hmm. I care yeah. less if he knows how to hunt deer. I want him to know how to hunt everything. Yeah, that's yeah. When you said that, you know, you wanted to have a PhD in Arkansas hunting. That's yeah. That, that's the same way that uh, I look at it too. I mean, I I don't just nail down one thing. I I, I love doing like I got traps setting out ready to go home. I'm gonna go set traps as soon as we get back. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I think what. I think what you guys are doing, um, well, specifically with hound hunting, to go back to that, I mean, hound hunting is uh, people just, media has stayed away from it on purpose. I mean, it's almost like in the last, if you think about when outdoor television really started kind of in the 90s, that indoctrinated people so strongly. And whitetails was where the money was. <laughs> Whitetails was whitetails were widely distributed. And right. Nothing against whitetails. I love hunting them just as oh. much as anything I hunt. Absolutely. And commit as much time to it. But it's like people, just like in everything, people. That's just what they focused on, and it was highly influenced by outdoor media. Also, opportunity. I mean, there's a lot of 
pros to whitetail hunting. But what's what's happening now with platforms like YouTube? It's like uh, it's like you don't ha- they the content doesn't follow the money. If I could put it that way, you know, I mean, like there's there's never been. What I'm saying is that you're free to show who you are without the constraints of some big sponsor telling you what you need to do to get the views. But that's, but people like that authenticity and 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 you're showing people a whole bunch of new stuff inside of hunting that maybe they were never exposed to, that the mainstream media did not expose people to. And I I mean, I think that's one of the greatest things about, and, and it doesn't matter if you're on the YouTube platform. Now we like the YouTube platform, but the, the commercialization yeah. of the outdoor industry, they've killed themselves. Um, like yeah. any other. It basically, you know, if you don't know what he's talking about, he's talking about like just pushing product, product, product. Yeah, people, I people killed don't this deer without this, that, yeah. and the other, you know. Well, that's and, BS. I mean, Kobe could go out and what he's wearing right now and kill deer if, if you're, put yourself in the right situation. Yeah. And you we know. don't, we're, we're never going to get in a position that we have we have to be told that we're, do, we're doing stuff like that. That's where yeah, I was yeah. going. I would be miserable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I were, refuse. You were talking about, you know, you don't have, we don't have these sponsors telling us, yeah, we have a couple of sponsors that we're working with right now, but right. We're, we're very choosy. But And they understand your platform. Absolutely. They understand that you're. Well, and if, if they don't understand, we don't deal with them because, and they've been great. They're very soft sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can show our product, show our stuff. If you can't, hey, we'll catch it next time. It's yeah. not like, hey, you're going to have to put us on there. The hard part is staying that way. The hard part is staying that way. Right, because money, you know, money talks, and, and money is what makes things. And you see you see these some of these bigger outdoor platforms. It's hard to, when, when you get to a certain place. Yeah. Because I, I'm, I'm always curious about that. It's like you have to. I mean, you you do have to have money. You do have to have sponsors. That's how we're able to do it full time. You know. Yeah. But there's a happy medium there where you don't get too, I guess, money crazy and and start doing things that you typically, you know, you you don't want to get away from. You know what we're doing now. We never want to get away from it. We always yeah. want to stay in check. Yeah. Yeah. Because as soon as we start, you know, pushing products and stuff, on, you know, on people. Then we're we're doing what you know has already happened on you know a lot of not not every show does it but a lot of what you see on TV yeah and yeah. we're we're just not interested in that and and people will comment on our videos saying we love that you guys don't do that I mean yeah. they they will come out and say it like we yeah. enjoy watching the video where you didn't have to name fifteen different products that you were using yeah we just watched you use them you yeah know? but on the flip side you know you have to have that you have to it's expensive doing what we do yeah and it's been a it's been an investment for us, you know, over the past two years because, you know, we definitely ain't making. No. <laughs> you know, it's, we're not making any money right now. Yeah. Um, now, is there a potential? Yeah, there, I, I hope that there's potential with what we're doing. I, I feel like what we're doing is good. Do you ever think about uh, YouTube putting the clamps on you in some way? Oh, yeah. It scares me. Uh, yeah. Because. We've had a couple y- warnings. Right. Um, Wait, have you sorry. ever had a video flagged? Uh, one time, one Was that time, all? only one. Uh, you can go look because I mean, did you dispute it? We did. We did appeal it. Did you win? We. I, I have one too, actually. Yeah. So I take that back. I had one flag that stayed flagged. Now, sometimes, like I uploaded one and it flagged it immediately, and I was like, 
a robot caught that. Like no one's sitting on YouTube like, at their headquarters. Like they've they've messed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, I've had a couple like that. We've disputed in, in one. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, we I think I think I have one video that that they said no, it was uh, and I and I disputed it and they said uh, graphic violence. Yeah, they said too intense. This is what they said. Really? And no, so it did. No, it did. But it's still. Still a monetizable video. It is uh, it, we always, when we, when Kirk appealed it, um, which is great because they were going to just kill it. Right. And no. when Kirk appealed it, we got an age restriction. That age was the restriction, one. but you can't. It's it's not monetizable. It, yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's probably it's not age, monetizable. See, oh, okay. To watch okay. And of course, that see, I think I think YouTube something has changed because before it's probably before y'all were even doing stuff when I first got on YouTube. My stuff was just getting hammered, really flagged, yeah. And I would have to dispute it, and uh, some I would win and some I would lose. One of my videos, I honestly think, would probably have been the highest viewed video that we have if they had not flagged it and I lost the dispute. And it makes no sense why I lost the dispute. I mean, yeah. it's just a, it was just a bear kill, yeah, with a bow. I mean, there was nothing. I didn't even show skin in it, or right. And and uh, that video at the time was gaining fifty thousand views a day. I mean, it was just like, and it got up to uh, two hundred fifty thousand views. It got flagged. I lost the dispute, and and it's still on YouTube, but it they shut it down. They don't right. promote it. That's right. And the video still has six hundred thousand views. So it got you know. 350,000 views just on I, – I think that video probably would have just marched up if it hadn't got shut down. And that's crazy that YouTube – I mean, of course, it's their platform. They have the power just to say, oh, no more on that video. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you don't know who also is reviewing the videos. Like, I, I don't understand how the process works. Like, you might have uh, Tom at YouTube reviewing your video. Right. But then Sherry, yeah, A lot of it is automated. Yeah. Now, when you dispute it, I think it actually goes to goes a to person. Someone. Yeah. That, I, I think you're right on that. Yeah, yeah. I've got a trick, I'll tell you, after this. I've got a trick if you're actually dealing with a person. Oh, yeah? I think it might work. But, uh, Colby, can that, you? what else would you like to talk to these guys about? Uh, I think I would go back to the, the whole thing about sponsorship. I mean, because the thought I had is, like, you're not really looking for sponsors. You're looking for partners, you know, someone that understands that they're partnering with you in something rather than just financing you to do something. I mean, at least yeah. that's, that's what I see inside of the people. That's a that, great way to put it. That's I the yeah. I don't even like using the word sponsor, yeah, pro th- staff. I hate those words. Yeah, yeah. You know? and yeah. and so I think that's something that I've seen inside of the people that we work with is it's just people that or companies that are wanting to partner with us and they want us to just like use their products and yeah. I mean, sometimes I mean we'll you know like Instagram and stuff. You know, it's like hey, we're using this, but right. But it's it's more of like it's more like building a strong partnership and friendship with something that you know it's like hey, we're with you for the long haul, not just something that's like well, we're just here. Why it benefits us, you yeah. know? Um, and I think that's one of the things. Even up here, when we see it, it's like when we're coming here to ATA, we're we're going and we legitimately just want to see the people. You know, we're not coming here to like the conversations we're having isn't like well, what can we do to help you or what can we do to help you? It's just like, Hey man, how you doing? You know? Yeah. And I, and I think building relationships has to like it, at least from our platform, it seems like that's something that, that I've seen that's valued more so than just like what the other person gets from the other. It's like, yeah, we're building together, but at the same time, it's, it's more so I just like you guys, you know? And I, and I like that we're forging something together that's for our mutual benefit, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, the, I mean the, the, 
advertising dollars create false relationship, really. I mean, like, really what people want to see is they want to know really what Steve Ranella would use if he wasn't being paid. Correct. Like, like that's what you really want to know. Right. And and so, you know, because anybody can, I mean, the, the, I mean, that's just the nature of the planet is, is money causes people to, to do stuff. So we're, we're trying to create these, and I, and I, and to talk about Ranella, I think he's kind of done that in a lot of ways. He, he kind of helped build the soft sell into a wider market mm-hmm. by the way he, he kind of did things back eight or nine years ago. But point being, that's what we're trying to do It's just, I mean, like, yeah. and y'all are too, I've talked to you. I mean, you guys are only partner with people that you truly believe in and well, then, using their stuff. Yeah. And, and, and their so customer real, service. And if a, yeah. yeah. Like if a, a company reaches out to us and we haven't used it before, you know, we've never used that product, but we'll say, okay, you know, send us some, we'll try it out. You know, yeah. we're not just going to be like, yeah, send it to us. We'll sign this contract and then pay us $10,000. You know, yeah. we want to try this out and, uh, if it's something that we're like, hey, this is legit, and we're comfortable, you know, the people that watch our videos and really enjoy them, we're comfortable, you know, telling them about this, then yeah. then we'll go with that company. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think on y'all's videos, one of the things I really like is it just looks like you guys are having fun, you know, yeah. and I think that's something that produces a lot of buy-in on platforms like that is they want to see, like, again, that relationship and just having fun and and I think even, like, being able to show, like, the uh, relationship between a, a person and his hound, you know, like those relationships are good to see too, and I think there's there's a lot of mystery that's been created around those things because you just don't see it as much. I mean, like I grew up, um, you know, running coons and and hogs with hounds, and so it's like I had a view inside of it. So it was like when I came around the magazine or Clay started putting stuff up, it's like I had a particular type of buy-in. But yeah. like seeing big game hunting with like cats and and bears, it's like that's a whole new thing for me. Like whenever I came into it, but I understood the relationship between like. Uh, like we had hounds, and so I understood that relationship, and so it was like, man, this is really cool. I didn't know you could run them with with hounds, you know. Yep. Yeah. It it is it is so um, hidden in the in the outdoor world, and nobody wants you know people in the outdoor world don't want to talk about it because it's like a um, I don't want to say it's like a, the evil side of hunting, but it's like day and night if if you're a hound hunter then you just looked at differently mm-hmm. in the outdoor industry and and that's what people what we're trying to do is is it doesn't and clay you're and i talked to about this we, we could care less if you hound hunt if you bait hunt we've talked we go on and on about it and it will be the demise of the outdoor industry if we're not all together mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. because there's so many uh, non-hunter interest groups that we don't have to deal with in West Virginia. Those, mm-hmm. those groups would be stupid to come into our borders. Mm-hmm. Um, but we could care less, and that's what the problem, you know, we don't look at, you know, clay hunts over bait for mm-hmm. bears, and you hound hunt too. Yeah. Does that matter to me? Is it going to affect me? No, I'm for clay doing that mm-hmm. because he's in the outdoors. He's promoting the outdoor industry. Um and, and it's what Clay always refers to it as: is bear hunting's the the, the low hanging fruit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that last well, year. You know, our this is we talk about this a lot, but we still haven't clarified it a, a ton. But I can clarify it in short. I think that bear hunting is actually 
one of the most important pieces of the whole of the hunting scene in North America. Point being that bears are the entry point for the anti-hunting sentiment and anti-hunting action, legislative action, everything, to come into the hunting space. So if you were just to monitor the wide sphere of the hunting world, it's not the deer, it's not elk, it's not pheasants, it's not ducks. It's bears yeah. and lions too, but more bears so bears. And, lions, yeah. and, it's, I, and, and, and so if you were 100 years out looking back at this little point in time and you know that the, the strategy of anti-hunting organizations is incrementalism, they, they're not trying to knock it all down at once because they can't. They're trying to chip off pieces. If you look at what they've done over the last 50 years in this country, they've chipped off pieces. You know, they chipped off bear hunting in these states. They chipped off lion hunting. They chipped off, you know, certain things. So the most important thing at any given time in history in terms of preserving our way of life is that you guard that low-hanging fruit. Because if you guard that low-hanging fruit, they can't get to the thing behind it. Yeah. And so that's our hashtag we're using, guard the gate. Right. So we're saying bear hunting is the gate. So... There's a lot of resource and time in the outdoor industry being invested in a lot of different places, which a lot of that stuff is really good. What I'm saying is, is that we need the broader support of the outdoor community that is targeted towards the preservation of bear hunting. Because we got nothing left to give the anti-hunting community in 2020. I mean, all the, all the chafe has been blown off by the wind. I mean, like what we have in North America right now with our bear hunting with hounds in 17 states and our, you know, lion hunting in different places. I mean, it has been whittled down to the foundations. Yep. And so my whole thing is if you're an elk hunter, if you're a deer hunter, if you're this kind of hunter, you better, you be, to, you better be on board with helping. You better be on board hunter. with those guys because, and now this 10 years ago, five years ago, I might've said this was like fear mongering or something, but it's not, man, the last seven years we have been on the forefront but through Bear Hunting Magazine, being the only bear hunting magazine in the world, I mean, like, we have a unique perspective on the, on the anti-hunting sentiment against bear hunting, um, just because of where we're placed. And, I mean, they are on track to knock us off the map in the next 20 years. I mean, that's, that's, their, that's what they think. If they did that, they absolutely would be taking another step up the ladder. Right. Which they'd be saying, you use elk decoys to use those little puff-up decoys that have elk ears on it and look like a cow elk and blow blow cow calls when you're elk hunting? Really, that sounds unfair to me. Yeah. I think that's unfair. Yeah. I think we're going to take away all elk calling. Yep. Just spot and stalk elk hunting, that's all you can do. I mean, that would take the knees out of elk hunting. Right. I mean, you know, that sounds like, again, five years ago I said that was – just I'm not, it would be like conspiracy theory or something, but it's not. I mean, North American hunting will be vastly different in 25 years, 50 years, 10 years if we don't do something. And I feel like that the bear hunting piece is really critical. I do. Yeah, man, I completely agree. I mean, and it's not nobody's saying that. I mean, it's it's like that. It, but it's a it's a broad picture and it's a long picture and people have a real hard time looking at the long term picture and the big broad picture yeah. because people yeah I mean we're kind of like the redheaded stepchild of the that's outdoor right industry. I mean you're in in the outdoor industry you're you're kind of black eyed and because I mean it, it 
it's hard because you also have fellow hunters that hunt other animals that don't support you. Yeah. You know, and, and that unity, that's what we try to do with our YouTube channel. I mean, because of how diverse we are with, you know, we put out a bunch of whitetail videos. We put out a bunch of bear videos. Well, we have people that love our whitetail videos. They'll comment like, yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't like your 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 bear videos, but I love your whitetail stuff. I don't. Th- I don't think it's fair that you use dogs on yeah. bears. You know. Yeah. So we're we're hopefully you know showing you know those people that typically wouldn't watch a bear video, but because now we're popping up on their phone that hey you know we like these guys what they're doing is actually pretty cool. Yeah. You know. So we're hoping so they'll see our, validity in it. Yeah, through our YouTube channel that we're kind of merging two worlds. Yeah. 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 So what do you guys tell people about hound hunting like the? the benefits of it because i i know i've heard like clay talk about it a lot the office i'm just curious like whenever people t- say that to you like what do you say about hound hunting like it's it's benefits and and like it's purpose well I, I, a lot of what i've learned from it is l- actually listening to clay i mean you can uh you can when you have a bear tree it's, it's catch and release hunting yeah. i mean you can yeah. decide right there um you know, is that a boar? Is that a sow? Uh, how big is it? Um, does it need to be taken out? Um, you can make all those decisions right there at the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, it's, it's and when we shoot a bear um, out of a tree, 99.9% of the time, the bear is dead before it hits the ground. So, mm-hmm. like, when we shoot, a, you know, someone might shoot one with a bow, which, of course, I have no issue with. They'll shoot one. You don't know exactly where you're going to hit it. You know, mm-hmm. with a gun, you don't always find them. The bears that, that we run... You know, most of the time we're catching, and then we make a, you know, we can make a clean, good decision, ethical decision, mm-hmm. should we kill that bear. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. If, if so in terms talk- of, in terms, if, if we're actually talking about the ethics of being humane to an animal. Yeah. It would be hard to stand in a court of law with an unbiased judge and not say that that. It's actually the most ethical. That it, when you're talking about the death of that animal, yeah. it is it, it, because the animal's in a tree. You're able to make a good shot. You're able to make a decision about the sex, age, whatever categories yeah. that, that you have, if you have any. You know, you're able to make that decision. All right. And and you know, an old hound hunter in the Appalachian Mountains told me this in response to somebody saying that running bears with hounds was cruel, like like actually cruel to the animal while it was being ran. Yeah. And he said, the old man, what the guy said to me, he said, Clay, he said, there are critters being killed on that mountain right now as we speak, being chased down by coyotes, being caught by raptors, being, you know, hawks, being, I mean, like this idea that, you know, that it's hounds new. chasing a bear is something unnatural, something right. new. I mean, Mother Nature had a much more cruel death planned for that animal. Yep. That's what I always say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you see a They're you kill a bear with a with a shotgun after it's been chased for hour and a half by hounds. Mother Nature had a much more cruel death planned for that critter. No doubt. Whether yeah. whether he died of starvation at old age, whether he got killed by a rival male, whether he starved out in the den one winter after a low mass crop and no beech nuts i mean it's like man nature nature is cruel and you know like the the <laughs> antis they don't want to hear that side of it you know they want to yeah. ignore that that part yeah. of it they don't they don't want us being the ones that that you know take that big mature boar out of out of the herd yeah they would rather it's out of sight out of mind so they really don't have to worry about what actually goes on yeah and so they yeah. they typically ignore everything you just said 
You you asked Kirk a question. I just couldn't help myself. I had to just jump in there and answer <laughs> it for him. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Kirk. No, you did. <laughs> Once again, I agree. I feel yeah. like one of the things that there's a disconnect in is just like inside of life, it's like a lot of people just don't understand struggle or like the way things actually work, you know. It's like just the yeah. way that kids are raised and stuff. It's like things are so easy and so disconnected that that you just lose that sense that there's things that you have to struggle for or there's things that are just hard. And, you know, and it's like thinking about, you know, dogs chasing a bear and the, the way Mother Nature is. I think that there's a lot of people that are just like, they're just disconnected by it's the way. False that, perception yeah. of nature. Yeah, false perception and, of nature. And I think I think that we add a human element to that that is valuable for people to, to help them understand. I mean, like you guys' YouTube channel, people seeing you guys being real and liking you. I mean, the first time I watched you, I just liked you. I mean, that, and, and that's highly valuable. I mean, like an anti-hunter that was just adamantly opposed to running bear. I figure that 75% of them, if they came to my house and had dinner with me and my family and sat around, and I mean, and I knew they were anti-hunter and they knew I was a bear hunter, they would walk away with maybe not a totally changed mind. Right. But they would have respect for me. Absolutely. I feel like they would. I mean, just just in, I mean, and so anyway, the the whole idea of, a face with a person. And that's kind of what following a channel on YouTube does is you kind of feel like you know somebody. So I think there's some benefit inside of that, that people, people probably, there's there's just a, there's a human, there's a human involved with it. It's not just a barbarian. It's, well, some people might think Josh is a barbarian, but uh, (laughs) I'm giving you a hard time, Josh. I hope you know, I hope you know. I stay on him since he's used to it. Yeah. I mean, but that's the greatest thing about the, the channel and YouTube is that when you came up to us last year, you were in, we were in, sitting at our table, and you yeah. just came up and said, hey, Josh, what's going on? And I yeah. was like, hey, it's Clay. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We'd never even met, but we'd yeah. seen each other on YouTube. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's the it, – it, that's one thing I do like, and I think that that's one thing we try is connecting personally – with our audience, yeah, through, yeah, through the video. And it, well, uh, Lane and I were uh, at a Giovanni's Pizza in Logan, and uh, I had put a video up that the the night before uh, where Josh and I were bear hunting, and I forgot my radio, and I walked down to the dogs. Well, the bear came out of the tree, and I was down there by myself. He couldn't track me; didn't know where I was. I couldn't talk to him; didn't know where he was. We just knew that the bear was going to end up somewhere. But the the, the point is, I forgot my radio. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking, and we made it in the video. Like, we talked about it. Right, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Because Cause it was a cluster. Yeah, it was a cluster. <laughs> and, and, that, and, and that's kind but, of that's, that's kind of like who I am, though. Like, uh, I do stuff like that all the time, you know. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm Is kind it of, true, Josh? <laughs> Absolutely. My messy, unorganized. Uh, no radio, no gun, GPS, no knife. <laughs> no knife. Uh, he, he is – Scattered and gone. All he is is I'm getting to the dogs. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, the, what I'm getting, getting at is back to it. Yeah, getting yeah. back to it. So I had forgotten my radio. So I'm walking out of Giovanni's, and a guy says, "Hey, Kirk." He was like, "He was like, like I look at him, like I didn't know who he was." He said, "Don't forget your radio." <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget your radio. Oh, no. oh that's cool. And that's that, cool. And that's the number one rule, bear hunting. Do not leave the truck without a radio. And I've done better. 
We got those chest harnesses that we've gotten probably mm. 60,000 messages on. What kind of chest harnesses do you all have? Where do you get those? <laughs> that's, that's our most asked question. It is, is our most right? asked question. You would not believe well, what's the answer? Cantera. Cantera. Not affiliated. No. no it, it, I haven't heard of them. They probably don't know who, who we are. But yeah. I guarantee if they go back and they look at sales from 2018 to 2020. They had to have had a spike. That I guarantee you that their chest pouches, the ones that we wear, they've went out of the – they've had to produce – God knows how many. And really? it's Contreras. They're, they're paramedic in uh, smoke jumpers. Oh, okay. That's what they wear. Yeah. The firefighters. But I'm like, I it's, wanna, a, it's a safety pouch. And I want to be like, just Google chest harness radio. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and you'll find up. it. Yeah. But that's one of our biggest questions. And I mm-hmm. probably copy and pasted a link to Amazon to that. I can't even tell you how many times. We should it, be, it should be and the thing about it is, Kirk still to this day would not have one if he did not. <laughs> Cabbage on to mine. I had to buy a new one. <laughs> Kirk is like a pirate. He, he he participates in a lot of piracy. I believe it. Uh, chest harness. SD cards. Don't leave any SD cards, Kobe, around this man. Uh-huh. It's He'll like, take them. It's like uh, the guy off of X-Men. He With the SD cards and metal, he does it with SD. Yeah, Magneto. <laughs> he, he's like SD-do with the SD cards. Uh, he S-D-do. Pulls, S-D-do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You sound Hispanic. Uh, S-D-do. S-D-do. <laughs> but no, it, it works. What we, what we do works for us. And, and yeah. I don't, I mean, I'll take the opportunity to, to give Kirk a lot of attaboys because, I mean, I'm not any technical guy. Most people mm-hmm. probably know that on our channel that <laughs> listen to us and watch us. Uh, now I'm learning. Yeah. Slowly. He's he's learned how to turn mm-hmm. the camera on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Get it in uh, focus, maybe. But he Kirk has done a, a superb job at the editing, well, producing, yeah. and and everything on that on that end. Um, but it, and it's and it's working for us, and yeah, that's what matters, and and well, we're having fun. I mean. Yeah, do we get pissed at each other? Absolutely, we do. I mean, when you spend that much time with somebody, you're, if you don't have yeah. disagreements, then you're probably not real with each other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, do we get aggravated with, with Lane? And, and, you know, Lane. Probably with Lane a lot. Well, I mean, <laughs> he gets brought in. I don't even know Lane. Well, he gets brought in. Lane's into back a, here without a microphone. Yeah, and so he, he can't defend yeah, himself. He can't defend himself. <laughs> and that's why I'm going to say, you know. But, you know, he gets brought into a group he's never been around. Um, he he doesn't know our hunting habits. You know, it gets intense. Yeah. Um, I can imagine. But, you know, we have a good time, and, and that's what, uh, you know, that's a, that's a main. That's a, we wake up, you know, like, for instance, I'm full-time doing this. I wake up every day. I mean, my stresses in life are, man, I got to get that video edited of a hunt, you know, a hunt. Yeah. You know, and then I can get it done, and I can go out and hunt and, and video it, and I wake up every day with a smile on my face, you know, yeah. because I absolutely love what I'm doing. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So, well, hey guys, uh, any closing closing thoughts? Anything you wanted to say that you didn't get to say? So, well, I, man, there's a lot of stuff I wasn't able to say. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I need to I need to close the podcast in my Josh voice. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Wow, Blake. I can't do you, it. You I should, lost it. You should. Oh, I wish you'd have been there, Josh. It was awesome. <laughs> it yesterday. was fantastic. I'd have loved to hear it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just I want to thank you all for you know having us and yeah. uh, hopefully your your audience like listening to us and, yeah. and I'm sure we have a lot of it'll be a lot of crossover. Yeah, know? I think so. Yeah. I so think so. It'll be yeah. cool that we they got to hear us all together. You know, yeah. in one place. And I appreciate the, just the the support. You know, 
since we've had our channel. Yeah. Clay, yeah. Clay and I have talked a lot on the phone, and um, I know that we don't um, have to endure what a lot of other people in Hannah States endure. Uh, we understand that, but um, and we never want to hurt anybody in the other states in what we do. But we do mm -hmm. want to show people what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we've had those discussions, but just thank you all for for supporting us and yeah, our man. channel and, and and what we do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're fans, so check out the Untamed YouTube channel, and I guess this is going on your podcast too, so people can check out Bear Hunt Magazine. Absolutely. Check yeah. out Bear some Hunt of our Magazine. some of our people may not even we don't talk about the YouTube channel mm -hmm. a ton, but hey, thanks guys. Thank awesome. You. Thank you. Enjoy. Keep the wild places wild because that's where the bears live. Wait. You should do it in. Josh's voice. Keep the wild him places say, wild because that's where the bears live, Kurt. And, and, and I think Josh needs to say it now. We need to okay, hear it like the real it. thing. Yeah. Say it full throttle. So it's keep the wild places wild because that's where the bears live. Say it like full throttle, Josh. Like you just full got throttle, that Josh. It's keep the wild places wild because yeah. that's, that's where the bears live. I'm going to take my headphones off. We might even use this. Give me a fist pump. No, no, no. I mean, I'm saying like, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it, keep it wild. Hell, I don't even know what I was supposed to say. Keep the wild places wild because that's where the bears live. Can you write that down? Yeah, text it. Keep the wild places. Keep the wild places wild because that's where the bears live. There we go. Money, money. Yeah, baby. It was yeah, worth baby. It. Yeah, baby. I can't do it. <laughs> uh, uh, I enjoyed it, guys. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Thanks.